Hi, I'm Rebecca. I am a menopause coach, a nutritional therapist, and a qualified personal trainer. And this is the Menopreneur Podcast. I created this podcast to help educate and empower fabulous midlife women through their menopause and beyond so they can thrive on the other side. Studies have shown that women who knew what to expect during their menopause had a much better experience than those women who knew nothing. So let's get started with today's episode. Just go really back to basics on this and look at the top five symptoms that the majority of women will, will experience one or two of. So I thought that we would really go back to basics. So the first one is the dreaded hot flashes slash night sweats. So that is literally that it it affects your um, what's called your vasomotor um, system. And that's located in your brain. And it's 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 almost like a misfiring um, where it's telling it's telling your body the wrong thing. So you have this intense feeling um of of heat that spreads across your body it's like you literally like you're boiling from the inside out um and that will normally you'll get that redness across your chest and up your neck on your face um and obviously it makes you sweat but you can also get things like heart palpitations and it can make you feel a bit lightheaded and dizzy and also you can get night sweats. Um, I suffered from night sweats. I didn't actually um, get to the point where I was having hot flushes because I went on to HRT. Um, but I was getting night sweats. And what would happen is literally I would wake up normally about two o'clock. That seemed to be the thing. I'd go to sleep and wake up at two o'clock. And literally within like a second of, wake, of waking up, I would feel the, just this wet up my spine um it wasn't really bad but you know a lot of women will literally wake up and they are saturated and they have to change their night clothes and they have to change their bedding um so it can be um you know it can be a big it's a big thing that also affects another symptom which is sleep disturbance you know so there, there are and there are certain things that can affect have an effect on you having hot flushes and night sweats more often. Um, but the main cause of it is that drop in estrogen um, that affects our vasomotor system. Um, but also things that can play a part in that is stress and actually dietary, from a diet point of view, um, having too much sugar, sugary food. And the problem is that we do tend to I'll come on to a little bit and this in the next in the next symptom um but we do tend to crave more sweet high carb food um when we when we go into menopause so the things you can do is obviously you can reduce your stress levels reduce your alcohol i know you know it's depressing but alcohol at this time when you're going through menopause is really really not good your body just can't um deal with that that added um thing that comes from having too much alcohol reduce your sugar and i know that it will be hard 
move more, try some holistic um, therapies. So, you know, there are things, you know, like making your own um, like sprays and, and things like that that contain things like peppermint that can help cool you down. And obviously HRT, I mean, even now, the NICE guidelines, the only symptom that is on there that is considered you know the gold standard for prescribing hrt is nice weights and hot flushes because you know the other 33 recognized symptoms apparently don't count but that is still the only symptom that is actually recognized pretty much by nice guidelines so you know hrt if you can't take hrt there are a couple of antidepressants um, specific brands that can be helpful for hot flushes and nuts sweats, but they don't deal with any other um, symptoms that come with menopause. So our next top five is weight gain. And this is the one that probably a lot of women will notice. They'll notice that they're putting on weight around their midriff. They, you know, they're normal. They might not have changed their diet. They might still be exercising that weight is still going on you're seeing a change in your body shape um you're going from that pear to that apple shape um and again this is predominantly down to that drop in your estrogen levels because and what happens is is the way you metabolize and the way you store food you store energy your excess calories changes so that thing where you used to be able to it was the calories in versus calories out that actually when you're going through menopause and beyond doesn't really cut it anymore so there's a you need to develop a different way of 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 eating um and for 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 us at this time in our life intermittent fasting is the thing that shows the most promise and it also it has many other health benefits um, and, you know, so you also can get insulin resistance at this time. If your gut microbiome, here we go again, just going to put it in there. Um, healthy gut is really vital because that's the thing that's going to do things like reduce your stress levels. It's going to make sure that, you know, your, your hormones are being, you know, activated and you're, you're, you're able to use them and they're balanced properly. Um, and I say, as your estrogen levels decline, your androgen, which is your male hormone, your testosterone, rises, and that can also, again, change change you into from that pear to that apple shape. So again, what can we do? We can stress less because that is is as always a big factor. Cut out the sugar. So that's two symptoms: we're cutting sugar out and reducing stress. Feed your gut. You know I'm going to say it because I always do. And that can be things like making sure that you're eating um, a good Mediterranean diet. There's a reason, you know, that the Mediterranean diet is really the gold standard type of diet, intermittent fasting. And just move, just making sure that you are keeping active. Um, because and, and it does become more difficult um, because you might have to change what you do. You might be somebody who has always run or you like um doing body pump or 
you know, doing those high intensity things. And as you go through this one, then you joint, you know, you're finding that, you know, joint pain a little bit more. You might not have the energy that you once had. You might find that, you know, you've got problems with your knees, you know, so that that enthusiasm for moving. So just tweaking what you do can make a big difference and just make sure that you keep moving. So number three is disturbed sleep. And again, this is a lot down to the reduction in our hormones. Um, progesterone actually plays a key here because progesterone is our keep calm. It's, it has um, a slightly sedative action on it. If you take the mini pill, you're always advised to take it in the evening before you go to bed because it can make you sleepy. Um, so, you know, though that, that reduction in our progesterone, which is nice and steady, but that's where you'll probably notice um, that as you as you you're getting older into later into your forties, that your sleep starts to become more disturbed. And the other things that can affect this are those hot flushes, you know, those night sweats, um, things like needing to pee more. Um, I think next week we've got um, vaginal atrophy. Um, and and i'll cover some of that in there because you know um as as your estrogen levels drop that has a marked effect on your bladder on on um the muscles that hold your bladder so you might feel that you're needing to pee more if you're needing to pee more during the day you're definitely going to need to pee in the night um sleep apnea and snoring yes ladies we snore um, and it is something that becomes more apparent as we um, go into our menopause. Um, restless legs, this is one. If I do wake up um, at 2 o'clock in the morning, actually, if I wake up before 3 o'clock, then I will get restless legs. And there is literally nothing worse than your legs wanting to twitch. Um, and if you're somebody that's also you know, prone to suffer from things like insomnia, then this will actually make it worse. So the key really is developing a good sleep routine, um, watching what you eat, eating foods that contain um, precursors to serotonin, so things that contain um, tryptophan. So that can be um, things like, um, you, you know, eating things like bananas and... Um, you know, your evening meal, having things like turkey. Turkey is really high in tryptophan. And it's also a really lean meat. So, you know, double whammy. Um, so developing that good sleep routine, making sure that you're turning off those and you're not scrolling. Um, maybe read a book, take a nice warm bath, essential oils, just making sure that you wind down so that you get that good night's sleep. Number four is cognitive um, impact that menopause causes. Um, and trouble concentrating, forgetfulness. It's those things, you're losing your train of thought or you can be literally mid-sentence and forget what you're saying, walking into a room. Why have I walked into this room? Um, stop doing that. Um, feeling overwhelmed by things losing you know that losing that bit of confidence in yourself because 
you're not remembering things the way that you did you're not as organized as you were you know women you know we we're very good at multi multitasking and then all of a sudden our brains kind of throw us a bit of a curveball and we're not as as good at it basically we're turning to men <laughs> where, where, where we can't you know do 15 things at the same time um so you know that, that that's another one that a lot of women will notice is that brain fog um and again hydration this, this is a this is a thing hydration making sure that you're drinking enough water if you're not somebody that likes water you really do need to start drinking it now i mean there's a a big thing about where it's 80 percent water but actually women once they go through menopause actually we we drop down to 55 percent and so that even just a slight bit of dehydration can have a massive effect on on our bodies but on our brains in particular again i'm going to go back to stress <laughs> is another thing that can that can help that and also diet in general um and doing something like intermittent fasting changing the way that you eat making sure that you've got good gut health all of those things because good gut health things like our serotonin um our happy hormones all those things are made in our gut um, and that will have an effect on what's going on in your brain. And also, you know, again, HRT is, you know, it's not it's not a magic pill, but it's pretty close. So the last one we're going to look at is is that low motivation, that anxiety um, that we start to feel we might be more irritable. So it's mood irritable we might um all of a sudden you know women can start having things like panic attacks which they've never had before um they might feel tearful one minute and very aggressive and angry the next because you know that estrogen because our estrogen is doing this um it's very erratic and it can make our emotions and our, our mood very erratic and because of that that can affect our self-esteem and our confidence because all of a sudden we're not somebody who's in control anymore we're forgetting things and you know one minute like i say you're really angry and wanting to rip someone's head off in the next minute you're you're crying for no apparent reason um and and a lot of that again comes down to estrogen because we need estrogen to help regulate our serotonin and our serotonin is our is our, our, you know, one of the mo most important feel-good hormones, good chemicals that we have. Um, and it, that can affect things like sleep and our mood, emotion and energy. And they are made in the gut. So, again, we're going back to good gut health. And having that good gut health, which means that all of those um, neurotransmitters are which are made in our gut you know so you you need good gut health and you need to stress this those are the two main things that if you do nothing else um will should have a marked effect on your symptoms so i hope that that's kind of given you a really good understanding of, of those top five um like i say there are actually 34 
recognized symptoms and some of them are quite um, obscure. Um, they can be um, itchy skin and um, a dry mouth or um, pins and needles or feeling like, you know, you're getting electric shocks off everything. So some of them are quite, you know, obscure. Um, some are much more common. We, we're more prone to things like, um, you know, urge incontinence, that type of thing. So, but but knowing what those symptoms are. So I'll, I've, I probably already have one in the guys, but I'll stick one into the post. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll stick a link so that you can go and grab 34 symptoms because there might be things on there that you are just putting down to because sometimes they can be small things and all those small things then add up to to a collective that is menopause so i hope you enjoyed that episode and found it informative to make sure you get notified of new episodes be sure to subscribe and follow from your favorite podcast app if you want to contact me you can email me on rebecca at theempoweredmenopause.com. Until next time.